Thank you for joining me on 10 Minutes with the Gospel of John. I'm Stan Harstein, your host. It's hard to believe over 20 episodes are now available. Thank you for participating in this venture with me. Please share any comments you have to help improve 10MGJ for others by using the email link at the bottom of the website pages. It's time for episode 25, the Passover. The symbolism involved in the Passover festival extends beyond the level many Christians delve in our current period of time. This gathering of the people during the spring represented more than a simple religious feast. Indeed, it was Independence Day and New Year's Day wrapped together. The Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke only mentioned Jesus going to Jerusalem for one Passover, his crucifixion. The Gospel of John describes a three-Passover cycle, thus merging the importance of Passover with the undergirding story of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. In the Old Testament, Passover is established during the events of the Exodus and mentioned frequently during the final four books in the Torah. The initial celebration reshaped the yearly calendar for those departing Egypt with Moses and with Aaron. Exodus 12.1 The lamb was selected four days prior to being slaughtered, roasted, and entirely consumed. 12.3-10 the blood of the lamb placed on the doorway served as a sign, see episode 24, on their houses and a protection from the death of the firstborn, verse 7 and chapter 12, verses 12 through 13. Combined with the Feast of Unleavened Bread, this eight-day celebration involved two Sabbath assemblies for worship, verses 14 through 20. When Joshua and the new generation of the Exodus wanderings enter the land promised to their ancestor Abraham, they celebrated the Passover, Joshua 5, 10, and 11. After the disastrous reign of Manasseh, at least for the religious worship of Yahweh, Josiah restores the temple and finds instructions calling for the celebration of Passover. The people once more celebrate this spring festival recounting the Lord's activity in the history of their people. 1 Kings 23, verses 21 through 23. Once the new generation of the exile returned to the land promised, they also celebrate the Passover in accordance with the words of the prophet Ezekiel. Ezekiel 45, 21 and Ezra 6, 19 through 21. Through the years and critical events, the Passover celebration takes on additional symbolic meaning with regard to the Lord's promise to Abraham and the role of the land as part of their religious practice. Elsewhere in John, following the sign performed at the wedding of Cana, Jesus goes to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover feast. When he encounters the busyness of the temple, focused on the exchange of animals and coin, Jesus disrupts that focus and discourages the business practice underlying the current worship of the Lord, 
John 2, 13 through 17. Jesus performed many other signs during these eight days, signs observed by the masses gathered who were expecting someone to restore their land, as happened in Joshua and Ezra. Jesus' actions toward the temple, however, more closely resemble those of Josiah. The Gospel of John does not record Jesus' presence in Jerusalem at the time of the next mentioned Passover. Instead, on the other side of the Sea of Galilee, a crowd focusing on Jesus' signs follows him. Since Passover was near, the minds of all practitioners of Judaism were turning toward the events of the Exodus, the departure from Egypt, and God's provision in the wilderness. Jesus proceeds to feed this crowd with the food of a child, consisting of five bread loaves made from barley and two fish. The people then associate Jesus with the prophets spoken of by Moses, episode 19, and Jesus withdraws before the crowd can make him king, John 6, verse 15. The final Passover recounted in the Gospel of John receives primary attention from many familiar with his story. Central to its impact is the comment in John 19, verse 14, that Jesus was crucified on the, quote, day of preparation for the Passover, end quote. That is to say, on the 14th day of the month, as instructed in Exodus 12. Secondarily, the minor reference in the same verse recalls the John 6 event when Pilate declares to those gathered, Behold your king. What may be the most important reference to the Passover in the Gospel of John is frequently overlooked. Six days before Passover, Jesus joins Lazarus, Mary, and Martha at their home outside Jerusalem. Mary pours out an expensive fragrance on Jesus' feet, an act Jesus indicates is preparation for his day of burial, John 12, verses 1 through 8. After entering the city on the next day, Jesus is sought out by some Greeks also worshiping at the Passover feast, John 12, 20. In response to the voice from heaven, Jesus repeats his teaching that the Son of Man must be lifted up, John 12, 32 through 34. The reference to the Son of Man being lifted up recalls the words of Jesus to Nicodemus in chapter 3, also set within Jesus' first recorded visit to Jerusalem for the Passover. Just as Moses lifted up the image of a snake in the wilderness, the Son of Man must be lifted up in the same fashion, in order that every person who believes in him may possess the life of the ages. John 3, 14-15 Jesus' death during the Passover week is but one of many discussions occurring during this crucial week in the Jewish calendar year. From the beginning of the Gospel, Jesus is characterized as demonstrating signs during this time frame and having people, even large crowds, following him and believing, at least in their own limited abilities. Concluding Thought 
The theme of the Passover celebration weaves its way in and out and through the Gospel of John. Once one recognizes the influence of this feast on the way the story of Jesus unfolds, other inferences become more clear. For instance, John the Baptizer's proclamation upon seeing Jesus becomes even more powerful. On the next day, John saw Jesus coming to him and said, Behold God's Lamb who will take away the world's sins. This is the one I spoke concerning. A man is coming after me who has always been before me, because he is of greater importance than I am. Now I did not know him. For this reason I came baptizing with water in order that he might be revealed to Israel. John 1, 29-31 As God's Lamb who dies on the day of preparation, Jesus does take away the world's sins. Perhaps even more plainly, Jesus fulfills the words identifying the role of the Lamb in Exodus as protection from the destruction coming. Exodus 12, verses 12 and 13. Might it be possible to read Jesus' death upon that wooden cross as the placing of the Lamb's blood upon the doorposts and lintel of God's house, thus acting as a sign to deter his destruction when he strikes the land? Whatever the full symbolism implied by the Passover, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus does represent a new beginning, not merely of a nation, but for all humanity. I do hope you will invest additional time to write down any insights or questions that came to you during this 10-minute audio journey together. After all, a short pencil is better than a long memory. This DevoCast is composed and narrated by Stan Harstein, all rights reserved.